I assure that anybody you talk to who has traveled in their life internationally, they will tell you it gets in your skin. Experiencing those cultures, meeting people from around the world and seeing how alike and how different you are is such an amazing experience. It just opens your mind, it opens your heart, and you really start to view life and the world in a completely different way. If you don't travel, why not? What's stopping you? Fear of the unknown or fear of all sorts of knowns? Does it seem like too much trouble or maybe you can't get your spouse interested? Well, today we are talking with a couple of Prescott women who don't let any of those things stop them from seeing the world and having rich, adventurous lives. After you hear their stories, you'll be ready to join them. Welcome to the Prescott Woman Podcast. This episode brought to you by the Fippin Museum, currently featuring the Bonnie Casey's Arizona exhibit in the James Gallery through April 17th. This episode is also sponsored by Northland Cares. Northland Cares provides a full range of outpatient services for people living with HIV AIDS and prevention services for those at risk for HIV in Northern Arizona. Visit NorthlandCares.org to support their work or to check your status today. Our guests today are Jennifer Burns, a self-diagnosed travel addict and owner of Dream Travel Management, a travel company devoted to empowering women to travel the world in ways that work for them. Dream Travel Trips provide safety, engagement, and purpose that create more than memorable experiences. They're life changers. Our other guest is another travel junkie, Alexis Miller. A Prescott area resident for the last six years, Alexa serves as the community outreach coordinator for Stepping Stones agencies. She loves to cook, read, and travel, as you will hear. And she's always ready for the next adventure. All right, let's get local. Hello and welcome to the Prescott Woman Podcast. We are here today with my intrepid co-host, Charles Matthews. And we have the pleasure today of talking with Jennifer Burns and Alexis Miller, who are local travelers of the world. Local travelers. Yes. Okay. All right. I like that. I want to be introduced that way all the time. Yeah, that works. <laughs> right on. So Jennifer, you are the owner of Dream Travel. Yes. Yes. Dream Travel Management. Uh-huh. And you describe yourself as a travel addict. What is it about travel that got you hooked? So quite a few years ago, I moved over to the island of Kauai and lived there for six years with my family. While I was there, that is when I got involved in the travel industry itself. Um, I was the reservations manager for the largest luxury vacation rental company on all the islands. So I oversaw and ran over 200 plus properties that were on the various islands from Kauai, Maui, Big Island, and Oahu. Now, during that time, when I started that process, I would have to travel to the different islands, of course, to experience these awesome, amazing houses. That way I could explain them to guests when they call me from China and Russia and everywhere all over the world. Living in that environment the Hawaiian Islands are very special because you you get a mix 
of people from all around the world, every single country, everybody wants to come to Hawaii. So getting to experience that different culture, getting to interact daily with people from different countries around the world, it really sparked that interest in me. And um, once I started that process, I just knew this is something that I never wanted to let go in my life. When I moved back to Prescott about four years ago, that's when I actually got involved in international travel planning and management for other people, okay, so that they could go experience their dreams around the world. Well, as I was planning these trips for others, I realized I actually want to go on these trips. I don't want to just sit behind the computer sending them and just, you know, drooling over where they're getting to go and the things they're getting to see. Waving as the plane takes off. Have fun. Exactly. And I just made a promise to myself at that point, you know what, you're going to do this. This is going to be a part of your life. And I knew that I wouldn't be the only woman out there that wanted to experience these things. And that's when I put together the women's travel group. And I was very blessed to meet wonderful, amazing travelers that came with me. And Alexis happened to be one of those original travelers. I had traveled a few other places before then, Ireland, England, Mexico, different places like that. But for the women's travel group, we started our maiden voyage to Thailand right before COVID hit. And so that's where Alexis got to meet us and everything else. And as far as the addiction part I am sure that anybody you talk to who has traveled in their life internationally, they will tell you it gets in your skin. Experiencing those cultures, meeting people from around the world and seeing how alike and how different you are is such an amazing experience. It just opens your mind, it opens your heart, and you really start to view life and the world in a completely different way. Wow. Thanks so much. And Alexis, Jennifer just mentioned that you jumped on the Thailand trip, which, you know, I was looking at the pictures this morning and and that blue, blue water and those limestone cliffs looked amazing. But what made you say yes to that opportunity? You know, I've always really enjoyed traveling. I grew up in a small town. It wasn't really a big part of my life. And then uh, once I you know, went to college and started learning more about how I could go out into the world and see different things. I got really excited about that and started traveling and finding little opportunities, even if it wasn't internationally, but where can I go? What can I do? How can I make that happen? Um, sometimes on a super tight budget when you're a not very wealthy college student or, uh, you know, later in life when I have a little more of a budget to be able to spend, to be able to go out and do that. And uh, I hadn't traveled anywhere internationally in quite a few years when I heard about the Thailand trip and I was pretty sold right away. Uh, You know, Thailand was a place that I never thought I would travel. Uh, It probably wouldn't have been a place I had planned a trip to travel myself. Uh, So when I heard that a group of women locally were going on this trip and we get to go together, experience this world together, you know, I was all about it. I wanted to go and I wanted to be a part of that from the cultural aspects, the food to that beautiful blue water you mentioned, which just was like a dream all day long for me. Uh, It was, it was such a great opportunity and such a fun adventure to launch into uh, another chance to keep going out into the world and seeing new things. That's great. You know, I'm a 
I'm a bit of a curmudgeon, Alexis. So you might have to convince me a little bit more. I'm, I've traveled, I've traveled fairly extensively in the United States. Kelly's much more of a international traveler than, than I am. And I, I just think, God, going someplace where I don't know the language or I don't know the customs where I'm going to, I don't like making mistakes. I don't like embarrassing myself. You know, it's, uh, why leave Prescott in the Quad Cities? Why? I know everybody here. I know the language. I know where to get good tacos. So, you know, what I think is great about that is why Jennifer's trips have been so amazing and are such a great opportunity because we have a connection when we're there. Uh, you know, we have local guides that help us. They speak the language. They know where they're going. They help us get to where we want to go if we are on our own. Uh, but they give us all of that insight and all of that culture and teach us about their life. And that's so amazing. You know, sometimes I could see if you're traveling on your own, you might not do that, or it might not feel comfortable, especially if the language is so different, like traveling to Thailand, where you probably have never spoken a word of Thai at all. <laughs> but being able to go on a trip like what Jennifer has planned for us, it makes it so easy and so accessible. And our guides are seriously top notch. And they taught us so much about their lives there and really introduced us to what it means to be in that country and to live in their world. And that to me is priceless. You know, you can't, you can't get that if you don't ever go. And when I have those opportunities to go, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to see what their culture is, you know, stumble over the words and uh, not know exactly where you are all the time, but figuring it out and enjoying such a vibrant culture. That's so different from what our everyday life is. Well, it sounds like kind of training wheels, like it's a, a, a safe way to, to learn how to be in different worlds. I've done a lot of solo travel and I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I didn't have that support. And the times when I've traveled with somebody uh, was definitely a richer experience because then I had a little bit more courage to try new things because I wasn't by myself. I'm really curious how, Jennifer, you came to develop a women's only trip. Where did that come from? So to be honest with you, um, the passion of wanting to travel myself was there. I am married, but I am married to a wonderful man who has no huge desire to travel with me to places like that. I mean, I have gotten him over to Ireland and places like that. But these locations and cultures that are, are very different from what we have at home, he doesn't really have an interest in going there. So for myself, I just knew that I needed to go, whether he wanted to go or not. And luckily, he is an extremely supportive, understanding, go do your things, sweetheart. You know, I support you 100% in it. And I knew that I wouldn't be the only woman out there like that. I knew that there were women in the same situation as myself whose partners just don't feel like going um, to these exotic places. They feel unsafe in whatever capacity or reason, or they just don't have the desire to. There are women who are mainly solo travelers who feel like they don't really have any friends or travel buddies that they can go to go with. 
There are girlfriends out there, for instance, example, Alexis and Brie, two of them, who they love to travel. And one day they're probably going to expand out on their own. Um, and I just knew that I felt that this was the right step to take. I knew that there were women out there that wanted to do this together. And with women traveling, having a larger group, it not only speaks to the essence of you're going to have this partnership, this kinship, this friendship, but it also plays into the fact of safety when you're traveling. Okay. So that's not to say that we are not going to be doing co-ed trips in the future, but to start with the women's was the perfect fit. Uh, I have traveled solely kind of like you talked about on my own experienced different countries in that way. And I've traveled in the group settings like this. Now there's definitely a magic number where you need to keep your groups to a certain count. If you start to get your groups too large, then you lose that intimacy and people get lost in the crowd. And that, that connection that you have with those locals, it's kind of lost in translation. So we keep our groups at just kind of a perfect number, anywhere from 10 to 20 people know more than that. And what it does is it allows these travelers to feel like they're almost in an independent travel experience themselves, but yet we have those guides that are there that are local, that speak the languages, that basically take you into the local culture itself. They show you those little taco shops, Charles, that you know you want to find. And it's it's just this very intimate thing. All of the itineraries, we really try to make it a balance of body, mind, and soul, which in reality I have formulated it around what I want to really experience. And I know that it would speak to these women. They have options to do some of the things that they don't want. I always have to have cultural experiences in it. We're always doing like cooking classes. Or for instance, when we were in Thailand, we went and toured tons of these Buddhist temples that were just amazing. But yet then we want some physical aspects. So we had... A, whitewater rafting in there, snorkeling, all kinds of things like that. But um, this is nothing against men. I love men with all my heart, but it is a very different experience when you are traveling, say with couples versus a group of women. There's just a different energy about the experience itself. Yeah, I, I have to say it sounds really appealing to me. Like normally the idea of a package tour with a bunch of strangers does not sound great to me, but the idea of like a girlfriend's trip to someplace has an added element of, you know, time that as we kind of middle midlife busy people, we don't get enough of that girlfriend's hanging out time. And to be able to do that for two solid weeks or whatever in a beautiful location, just it's, I got chills just thinking about how great that would be if, you know, a couple of my besties could come on something like that. And then we could meet other new, wonderful people. That sounds like a really great formula that you have developed. Kelly uh, wants to go. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have an opening for Greece left if you join us in May. <laughs> go to Greece. <laughs> um, but uh, another part of your formula is service and volunteerism. What made you include 
service in a quote unquote dream vacation? So once again, it kind of circles back to things that I've just found in my own personal life that I really put value on and things that I want to incorporate in who I am and things I want to accomplish in my life. One of my main goals that came to me years ago is I knew that I wanted to one day go to Africa and work in the orphanages and just work with children there. That sparked the idea in me of, yes, you can do that when you go to Africa, but what about these other places you're visiting? There has to be other things that you can do. Even if you're not spending weeks and weeks and weeks at a time doing it, you could take a portion of your time of yourself while you're there experiencing this thing and try to make a difference. So for instance, when we go to Thailand, we work with the elephants in the elephant sanctuary. Now we are not riding the elephants. We make sure that the sanctuary we're using is a legitimate sanctuary where these elephants are treated with the utmost care. And you can see the difference when you're there you will pass by these other farms and and places, seeing people ride on them and the poor elephants that these people are riding on. I mean, you can just physically see the difference in their skin and their health and everything else. The places we go, they are dedicated to taking care of them, making sure they have the medicine they need, bathing them, making sure all their food is there. There is no misharm done to them. So that's just one aspect of it. In Greece, there's not that many opportunities to really help. It's more of a developed country, but there are a few things that we were able to find. You can spend time cleaning up the beaches, but we were fortunate enough to find the Turtle Rescue Center. So we're going to be spending a day at the Sea Turtle Rescue Center, helping with the sea turtles. In the future, when we go down to, say, Peru, we're probably going to be working with a clean water initiative. I'm trying to get connections with different orphanages and different areas of the world that we can team up with. I actually right now started a partnership with a local artist named Sarah Nebaker, who makes jewelry with teens in this area. And all their proceeds from these necklaces they make go to a safe house for girls in the Philippines that have been sex trafficked. Yeah, that's 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 so amazing, Jennifer. I think it's really important for us to not just be users of these places that we go to, but to but to be participants as well. And and one of the questions I have for Alexis is, um, which elephant did you bond with the most? <laughs> you know, I don't know any of their names. I don't remember any of that. But it was like this world of being surrounded by these giant animals that you know, for us living in America, you see them in a zoo, you don't see them in walking around freely among people. It was such an interesting experience and, uh, something that you just never forget, like connecting with animals in this environment. That's so foreign to what we see on a daily basis. Uh, it was amazing. We definitely, uh, went to the mud spa with the elephants and got very dirty and then got into a water fight with the elephants down at the river. So it was quite a fun experience that uh, you just, you never forget those kinds of things. And it was a blast and amazing to learn about uh, how they care for the animals and what they do to help support, uh, help support their growth in, in that country. 
Sounds like something that was therapeutic for everybody involved. The idea of uh, having a mud bath and then a big shower <laughs> with elephants sounds pretty great. <laughs> it was it was a little chilly, but you know what? It was hot outside, so you'll you'll take it, right? The river was a little cold. <laughs> That's great. What a, what a way to interact. So after you go out and have all these adventures, what's it like to come back to Prescott and share them through Prescott Woman Magazine and on Facebook? What kind of reactions are you getting from friends or strangers who didn't go on the trip with you? Oh, it's amazing. Honestly, you know, one of the main goals of putting together this group is to help other women realize that you can find spark for your life. That was part of the reason I wanted to start doing this because as women and men, every single day, especially in the U.S., we work ourselves to death. We really do from family to business to just everyday life, we don't a lot of times take time to step back and do self-care for ourselves. I was kind of getting to that point when I first started doing this. I was a very young mother as I started. I worked full-time nonstop, sometimes two, three jobs at a time, supporting myself, trying to work for a future. And I realized I need to do something to bring that spark back into my life into my eyes, everything else. So when you are experiencing it and you come home and you are sharing this with friends or other women who see it online, they realize, you know what? I could do that too. I am worth that. I can take that time for myself as well. And there is a lot of truth to the fact that you can't really give of yourself if your cup is empty. You need to take care of yourself and fill your your cup up you will become 10 times better at mothering, at being a wife to your partner, at working in your business, if you keep that that spark open and filled for yourself. So I love getting the reactions from friends at home when they see it. They're so excited. They want to go on the next trip. They start planning and saving for it. And, And that's the goal is to just grow and grow and grow to help as many women as we can or men in the future, definitely, to realize that they are worth it. Yeah. You know, when I come home from these kinds of trips, (laughs) when I come home from these kinds of trips, it's such, it's such a fun opportunity to share about our adventures with friends. And it is exciting to help them realize what they want to do as well. Maybe they do want to join us on another trip, or maybe travel isn't their interest. But as Jennifer said, what else can they do to spark those things in their life that give them passion and make them want to keep going when things are tough and things are not as much fun at home. For me, I love my job. I love what I do. Uh, It's such an important part of my life, but I also love leaving my office and going out and doing something else. And for me, travel is one of those things that just gives me that spark back so that coming to work every day is fun and is engaging. And then when I go and I'm able to refresh myself by you know, going to the beach in California or flying to Greece in a couple of months, you know, those are the things that I look forward to that keep me moving forward. And I love that I get to invite friends to come and join me on these adventures. And I keep recruiting more people to come and join us, which is what's so fun because then you get to travel with people that you know, and you get to meet new people at the same time. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to keep Kelly down on the farm after mm-hmm. this. After this interview. <laughs> so, Jennifer, at what point do you start dreaming up the next trip? 
how long did Thailand last before you turned your sights to Peru and New Zealand and Greece? Do, so is there I is there a period where you're satisfied? <laughs> well, no, I will never be satisfied. I'm just going to keep going. It's like once you're once you're already planning one trip, all of a sudden another country starts pe- speaking to you. And in all honesty, a lot of it has to do with food. I'm just <laughs> I love Thai food right away. I was like, oh my gosh, let's just go eat all the Thai food we possibly can. You know, for Greece itself, I got my DNA testing done and found out that there is a small percentage of Greek in me, which I always thought was in my father who was adopted, which we didn't know. So there's different aspects that come into it, but typically about a year out, year and a half out, I'm already looking at the next one. So for 23, I'm already looking at Spain and Scotland. And, you know, in a few months, we'll be looking the next year ahead. They just start speaking to you. And if it is meant to be, then it all falls into place. And that that's where we, we had our compass to. Mm, I think that's how you know you're doing it right. It's when it does just kind of come home to you, those ideas and the connections and, you know, everything you need to make it happen. Not saying that you don't work hard at it, but (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me. So you and you and Alexis should go to Scotland with the, with the podcast recorder. Oh my goodness. Create an audio story. Audio story. Yes. Let's do it. Sounds great. (laughs) All right. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you showing up to share the best of Prescott and the Quad Cities with us. And speaking of the best, have you heard about the Fippin Museum's third Thursday dinners? These Fippin dinners pair award-winning historians, musicians, actors, and artists with fabulous food, friendship, and entertainment. It's a feast of fun and a chance to learn more about the history and culture of the West. This month's dinner is Wyatt Herb, A Life on the Frontier, February 17th, starting at 530. Reservations are required, so call 928-778-1385 to reserve your seat today. And find out more at fippinartmuseum.org. And let's also put in a plug for Northland Cares. Northland Cares programs and services are designed to create opportunities for people impacted by HIV so that they can engage in a healthy, whole, and vibrant life. All services are provided in a nurturing, comfortable, caring, and professional environment and are provided regardless of ability to pay, language spoken, sexual identity, mobility, or any other factors. Visit NorthlandCares.org for more information. And just a quick reminder that Prescott Woman Magazine is free at locations all over town. And just a quick reminder that Prescott Woman Magazine is free at locations all over town. Go to prescottwomanmagazine.com distribution to find the location nearest you or subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. Now back to the show. So Jennifer, you mentioned at the top of the interview that the first trip to Thailand happened right around the the beginning of the COVID lockdowns. And we know that, that COVID has been had a huge impact on travel and, and leisure. How did you how did you kind of navigate the last couple of years with your business? 
So of course, like you said, travel pretty much shut down as soon as COVID hit for a good year and a half, two years. It's just now barely opening back up where people are are freely being able to travel again. So the travel business itself definitely was a no-go during that time. You know, I'm just fortunate enough to where I own and run another company. So I just turned my sights on that during COVID itself. But as soon as it appeared that things are going to start clearing up right away, you know, you just start concentrating on it. You The planning for these trips usually starts at about a two year to one and a half year mark. When you get to about one and a half years, that's when I usually launch the itineraries and try to start promoting it at that time. But you need a good chunk of time to make sure there is so much work that goes into planning a trip like this for a larger group of people. If it were just two or three people, that's a totally different scenario. You can hop on and just buy cheap flights here and there and just kind of wing it. You can't do that with a larger group like this. Yeah, there is definitely detail, detail, detail every step of the way. So Alexis, did the did the pandemic kind of create sort of pent up demand in you? Are you chomping at the bit? Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been tough to not have that opportunity to get out. Like I said, it's a passion of mine to be able to just get out of town every once in a while and go on a little adventure. So it definitely has been hard, but you know, trying to find ways to plan and be ready for the future is really where you have to shift your focus when you can't do the one thing you really want to, which travel. Yeah, for the last two years has definitely been that for me, but. That's why I'm thankful that I know I've got Greece coming up. That was a great thing to know is coming. Keep it in your sights. Whenever that happens, it will be here and we'll be able to go on a new adventure with some more blue water that will feed my soul and make me very happy. (laughs) Yeah. Fill your cup with blue water. Yes, exactly. Can you share a few highlights uh, from the Greece trip that you guys are planning? Sure. Absolutely. So we're going to be doing a lot of island hopping while we're there. So we're going to be hitting Santorini. We're going to be hitting Mykonos. We're going to be going to Crete. While we're there, of course, Greece has just a plethora of historical sites that we're going to be seeing. We're going to be doing all kinds of wine tours, boating tours. We get to actually go to the Lava Hot Springs. So we'll be going out on the boats all day, swimming in the Lava Hot Springs that are supposed to, of course, have healing properties to them. There are options for people to do hikes going down into the Sumerian Gorge. We're going to be going to Zeus's cave. We even get to go to see a few things of Cleopatra's while we're there. That's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to one of my favorite things that we did in Thailand uh, was a cooking class, which was such a blast for me. I love to cook. So learning from the chefs there, teaching us about their recipes and how they create what they create was really a blast for me. So we're doing that again in Greece, and I cannot wait for that. I'm really excited for that part of the trip because anything, any recipes, any tips I can stuff into my brain about cooking, I will take and take home and share with my friends. Wow. Thank you for bringing the, the world back home to Prescott area. And we'll, we'll be, is five o'clock good for you? Yes. Come on over. 
We'll bring the shrimp. We're, we're fully <laughs> vaccinated. Yep. yep. Great. Come on over. Uh, I'll make you some green curry and uh, it'll be great. By the way, Alexis was the green curry connoisseur of our group. Yes. She has an excellent taste for it. Definitely. Yes. I went on a green curry tour while we were in Thailand and tried green curry at pretty much every restaurant we went to because I wanted to see how they made it differently. Because, you know, when we were there, we were in northern Thailand for part of our time and then down in the islands for the second part. And they cook differently. And just like we do when you travel from one side of our country to the other side, people cook differently because of what they've grown up with. And so it was really fun to try green curry all over Thailand and uh, compare and contrast which ones were my favorite. So it was a really fun, a fun thing for me to do while I was there. So what's next? What's uh, beyond 2022? So beyond 2022, what the goal is, is we eventually want to start doing two women's groups a year and adding one co-ed group a year. My husband's getting a little sad and doesn't want to be left home alone anymore. So we got to work in that co-ed trip every once in a while. I am going to be aiming definitely to do some Scotland trips in 23. I may even do a women's group and a co-ed group separately. Like I said, the experiences are very different. So it would almost be like taking two different trips. From there, we might be adding Spain. Um, And as countries start to open up more and more through this pandemic, that's really going to affect what we plan in the future and where where we end up going. Fantastic. I actually have thought about putting together a men's group. I've talked to my husband and some of their friends, especially in Scotland. They want to do a lot of golfing at St. Andrews and different things like that and working in those whiskey tasting aspects. There's definitely a market for all of that. Thank you both so much for joining us on another awesome Prescott Woman podcast conversation. Thank you for bringing us the world. Well, thank you guys both for having me on here. I really appreciate it. It was great to see you, Alexis. And I'll see you at our next Greece get together. And then off we go to the islands. Yes. Thank you so much for having me today. And I always love talking about travel. I love traveling with Jennifer. So it's always good to see her and uh, love sharing with the, with our friends and with the world, uh, what we're able to do and where we get to explore. Thank you so much for listening to this hometown locally produced podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends. And one last reminder to pick up the latest copy of Prescott Woman magazine at one of a score of locations around the Quad Cities. And subscribe to the Prescott Woman Podcast so you don't miss a thing. Find us at PrescottWomanPodcast.com and in all major podcast apps. This is Charles Matthews and Kelly Robert with the Prescott Woman Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us and for keeping it local. The project of Rocket Feather Creative.